All right. I'll ever be. We I'm are live. We got we to call out Mr. Stephen West on the live <laughs> chat. He said it could take a while. We are right here back with you guys for everything EOS, the longest running EOS podcast. Shout out to EOS Fear on the t-shirt from B1 June. Happened to uh, be in my closet. I saw it. Thought it was a good opportunity to give them a shout out. Oh, and I got my uh, I got myself in my ear. One second, I got my own live stream up in the background. <laughs> I'm here with uh, Eve LaRose, of course, from EOS Nation, who happens to be only the number seven block producer today. Uh, and we'll, we'll get into one of the reasons why you actually aren't even voting for yourselves with uh, your giant proxy here. So that's uh, we'll, we'll get into that in a bit. How are you doing today, Eve? I'm doing really good. How about yourself? I'm good. My notes are all jacked up. I got you know, notes are all jacked up. We were I doing the notes up. before the show. And I was like, all right, you got to figure everything out. This is going to be a really good show today, Zach. There's, there's a lot to cover actually. Like we're, we're going over the stuff and I'm like, no, we need to go faster. We need to go faster. We've got a lot of items. It's been I mean, a very busy week. It has, it has. So within EOS, yes, lots of cool stuff, but also just in the world. Uh, did you see, I, I, I know this isn't really EOS news, but did you see um, Jack from Twitter? What he put out? Yeah. Uh, he's given up. Let me pull up the tweets just so people could see it. One billion dollars that he's putting up. He's like twenty-eight percent of his equity in. Uh, I think it's his equity from uh, Square. Yeah. Yeah. So a few things are really cool about this. One, it's a billion dollars. Like it's a twenty-eight percent of his wealth. But the other thing, it's coming from like Square Equity and Square. Like if you don't know about it, it's like a payment app. It's kind of like Venmo. And uh, he's also contributing a shitload of money to uh, Lightning Network. Like he's really pro Bitcoin. So having mm. the CEO of Twitter doing stuff like this is really cool. Helping COVID-19. Uh, but also the other thing that was super interesting is UBI. Like the fact that UBI is such a big topic anymore. And it's something that like Dan Larimer was talking about like two years ago, completely off the radar. No one like knew what it was at the time. And then Andrew Yang came about and he kind of made it a really mainstream topic, but didn't get taken serious by everyone, but it did get it into the mainstream. He got on some of the national debates and then he, he bows out of the race. And then all of a sudden COVID-19 hits and everyone's out of it. Not everyone, but a lot of people are out of a job. The economy screeched into a halt. And all of a sudden everyone uh, see, sees the now value. Now knows what UBI is. And it's become kind of part of the everyday verbiage at this point in the last couple of weeks anyways. Yeah, it's, it's been cool. I mean, we're, we're doing the Kovac stuff with Liquid Apps. We'll get into that. Uh, someone from your team did, did something, was that yesterday? The, the poker Yeah, team? yeah. Well, actually, before we get into that, the, the, what the thing that I thought that was very cool with, um, I mean, one of the things that I thought was very cool with Jack Dorsey's um, announcement was uh, he addressed a couple of things. So why one, why Square versus uh, um, a Twitter? Well, it's just because his Square shares are worth just way more. So he's got more of them. Um, but the other thing was, there's in philanthropy, there's always this issue with when you create an LLC in order to you know, donate the funds, it's always very um, opaque. And so right away, he addresses it by putting a Google Doc in his tweet <laughs> where you can go and see, and it's going to be updated in real time. It's going to be able to be tracked where the funds are going. And he also addresses the, well, what's going to happen if you, know, you don't use the full oh, dude, billion dollars? Where is it going to go? Crazy, man. I don't know what happened. All right. Uh, All right it's, good also, it's good now. <laughs> yeah. He also addresses uh, where the money is going to go and where the focus is going to shift uh, later on. And he talks about shifting the girls' health and education as well as UBI. So I just like in, in 140 characters, it's just so much, so much information jam packed. Very, very cool. Um, I think that's awesome. I was super happy 
surprised to hear that. And apparently other, uh, other large uh, philanthropy, uh, philanthropers have, have even given him a shut up because like, this is big, like this is an Jeez. actual big thing. Yeah. 28% of anyone's wealth is like insane. Like, I mean, I guess once you have so much money, it's like, what, what's more money do for you? But I mean, that's, it's, we're, t we're not talking like chump change. Not talking chump change, exactly. Uh, so it's just, I think, you know, and the platform as well, using social media to announce that and then using, you know, Google Docs for people to be able to track it and kind of having people actually involved. And I'm looking at the, and I'm sure it's more than that, but like th almost 300,000 likes on there, 66,000 mm -hmm. retweets, 68,000 retweets. I mean, this is going out all, all around. People are, are now aware of this. And so it's just, it's bringing more attention to uh, a lot of things that we're working on and that, I, uh, you know, the community that we're in is working on. So I think it, it's pretty cool. It's hard to look at like positives whenever like everything's like up in flames uh, around you. Yeah. But I, I, I like, even though the, the market's obviously still down since like the COVID hit and everything, it, it one thing no one can really deny is that the the like narrative for Bitcoin, like the reason like Bitcoin exists in the first place has become more apparent to the general public. Yeah. I have had people reach out to me who are just like traditional finance guys, never wanted to talk about Bitcoin even in 2017. And now they're like, hey, like what, what's up with that, that Bitcoin? <laughs> So this is the What's first up time. with that Bitcoin? <laughs> I like, and, I like, cause I get the same conversations. Hey, have you heard of that Bitcoin? Like, oh, <laughs> the Bitcoin? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> but it, it's the first time since probably early 2018, right before the bubble popped that I've had people coming out of the woodwork and asking about it. And I've talked to other people. You just said you've had that happen to you too. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm sure other people watching this or, or listening uh, on the archive, like they're probably seeing it as well. Uh, so I think that's one positive that comes out of this. And also um, in the US, at least, they announced these stimulus packages, but then they have, they're slow as shit to distribute the money. <laughs> like it's so hard for them to distribute. And they're finally talking about like digital dollars without mm. ever saying a blockchain, even though everyone interpreted it like that. But I, I think it's, it's pushing forward, I, I think, like the importance of blockchain and digital money, whether it's on a blockchain mm. or not, I, I think. Uh, things well, are digital money has already been here because their credit it's all cards, everything is digital anyways uh but the way in which it would be tracked i think is what the blockchain provides in terms of transparency and and third level uh entry accounting and so it opens up the door to if you're going to be mass essentially mass sending out money to everybody and anybody you you really need robust back-end services to be able to do so and mm -hmm. blockchain is just the obvious choice from a tech point of view that that is you know, the next step that is required to do so. Um, so again, just brings attention and focus to a lot of the stuff that we've been working on. Uh, and the next thing, which is on the list, which is pretty cool as well. Uh, I think, it, which one did I tell you? I think it was PokerStars and PokerNet. Uh, uh, I, I there was two. One. Yeah, so where where they play? They play, this is yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I guess, what the heck, my thing froze up. Uh, you said someone from your team Actually got fifth yeah. place. Yeah, so shout out to uh, one of our founders' girlfriends finished in fifth place. <laughs> uh, and so she made the final table and uh, and yeah, she ended up uh, coming home and busting out in fifth place, which is awesome. Apparently there was something like, I don't know the exact number, but let's say about right. 250, 300 people that played. So it's pretty cool. I don't think we've mentioned what it is for if anyone's listening and not watching, but there is a, <laughs> there is a, there is a big charity. <laughs> there is a big charity poker game to benefit COVID-19 yeah. yesterday. 
And basically, like Charlie Lee, Peter McCormick, uh, Charlie Shrem, Rand Nooner, like all these big crypto names were just playing poker with like regular people. So it was kind of like a more crypto mainstream version of like the, uh, we had a charity poker tournament on EOS one time with- uh, Just bigger. Yeah, yeah, much bigger, but it's still really cool to like play with all the- Crypto for for COVID. And we've seen a couple of those things, right? I think Binance as well, uh, Binance Charity did uh, something like that as well, where it's just like the the crypto for COVID. Like (laughs) uh, it it really, I think, opens up the idea that- uh, the people working within the crypto space are just regular people, just any other people. There's no, it's nothing special. And so these people are also affected by what's going on around the world and they want to help in any way that they can within their own spheres of control. Uh, and that type of, you know, attention that it brought to by, by featuring some players and by having a poker tournament was, uh, is just really cool. I, I'd be interesting if anybody knows, I don't know how much they raised or how much they were able to, to get. But uh, I'm sure they were able to raise, you know, a, a nice chunk of money that otherwise would not have gone to the, the cost. Uh, is, is EOS Nation, so I know you guys are a DSP and a block producer on the Kovacs liquid chain. But besides that, are you guys uh, doing anything right now? Uh, in, for this? Or, or just for just there's COVID-19? Something, for COVID-19, yeah, there's something that I'm, that I'm working on. Because we have a, I don't really want to go into too much detail because it's not there yet. And there's still uh-huh. a lot of work to do. Uh, but essentially, because we have a lot of connections in China, uh, in Canada right now, where I am, uh, and Canada in general, the US decided that it was going to block some of the shipments from the 3M masks. Uh, although I think something was, was uh, I think they came up to an agreement, but I've been contacting people in China and trying to get some donations of max, masks being uh, sent to Canada and basically clear the customs and, and being able to donate them within our local communities or where I live anyways, local community as well, the local hospital network. Nice. Uh, so if we're able to do that, what I'm trying to do, uh, I don't want to say a number on air, <laughs> but uh, trying to get like a substantial amount of, of masks, um, uh, surgical masks as well as N95 masks donated on behalf of EOS Nation through the EOS network, essentially EOS BPs. That's awesome. I actually left the cave today to go to the store. This is the first time I went out in close to a week and I, uh, since Trump made the announcement finally saying masks are okay I'd say like 75% of the public had masks on I was pretty impressed myself included nice um, but yeah you guys are doing cool stuff we talked about the the liquid chain and Kovax which it's coming guys uh, the APK for the uh, mobile and desktop I, I, I know we wish it would have been out sooner but it's coming we're testing it internally uh, the liquid chain is up US nations one of the DSPs uh, I can't hear you anymore. Can you hear me? Is it my connection? I hear you. Am I out? Oh, now, now I hear you again. All right. That was weird. All right. So I just want to let you guys. So first of all, uh, I've been doing these things called Tao Talks. Tao Miscal, the CTO of Liquid Apps. You guys probably all heard of him, but I think the guy is a freaking genius. I, I look at him like Yoda, but it, it's really hard to kind of pick his brain and really understand what goes on in there. So I started doing these things uh, called Tao Talks. And basically what they are is I've been having weekly phone calls with Tao for literally an hour every single week. And out of that hour, now you're frozen, I think. So I don't know if you could hear me. But out of those hour uh, conversations, I, I pick it apart and I, I edit them down into like three to like five minute videos that I've been sharing with you guys. You've seen like the first five so far. 
and I, I think they're really useful because it's really hard to comprehend what we're trying to do with DAP networks sometimes. So it's very, very technical. Uh, and what I try to do is I try to get them to explain things until I understand it. And if, if you could explain it so I understand it, then I, I edit all of that stuff down into a bite-sized bit for you guys. Um, but the reason I brought that up is because uh, mo the most recent one I did was on something called Liquid Docker, which is like a decentralized containerized Docker where you could basically, you could run regular software in a, a distributed way across DSPs. You could watch the video to um, get an understanding of what that is. But the reason I brought that up is because another project called DWeb, uh, EOS Nation just launched a, a front end for it. And Liquid Docker is actually going to be the back end for DWeb uh, at some point in the future. Uh, but let's get into DWeb real quick because I, I probably can't give a great introduction on it since I haven't been building on it. I'm probably not going to give a great introduction <laughs> either. But so so DWeb is kind of the um, uh, I guess a brainchild of another one of the brainchilds of of Al Herzog, uh, as well as Stephen Fox and a couple of other people um, who some people might be familiar with, with Bancor, Liquid Apps, like there's a lot of integration with those people. Um, and DWeb is kind of the, the brainchild behind creator.echo. So I think we talked about creator.echo in the past on this show, so I won't get into too much detail, but in the background, you essentially need operators that are going to be powering this. And, and EOS Nation is an operator for DWeb, the operator right now. Um, and DWeb is a portal or it's a UI to be able to give you access as a user, as an end user, to create your own token, uh, utility token, and for people to provide liquidity to it, for you to provide liquidity to it, and essentially decide what your token is going to do. And it's super easy. It's using Google Firebase. Uh, the settlement layer is on EOS, so it is on the blockchain, but the actual login and all the process is is super, super simple. Create your own login password can be anything you want. So you're not linked by, or you're not, you're not contained by the EOS parameters. Uh, and then you, you know, within your own little web page. Uh, yeah, I can see that you have one right there. You, you create what your token is going to be and what it's going to do. And people can then come in and, and as a, like you're a content creator, you now make your token available. People come in and, and buy your token and you can give them incentives for why they would want to do so uh and it's all ridiculously easy like stupid easy so within the first i think two or three hours we had something like 50 tokens that were created uh, because people now can create their own tokens and they're all shit coins i don't care what you say they have no utility <laughs> at all my token has no utility i have a three dollar market cap uh, oh yeah that's the other thing is so that you can so you can set the rate of i don't know if the term is right but the rate of allowance so let's say in your your case you've got three dollar market cap you put a percentage when you created your token and that percentage is going to be taken from your market cap every i think it's every month every, every week, week i think i think it's and, and then it's going to be sent to you so as the content creator you get paid the mm -hmm. operator gets paid the marketers get paid um, and it's all ingrained within the system. And when you create your own token, you choose those parameters, kind of where where that's going to be. And effectively, if you choose zero, your token ends up being a, a stable coin, because then none of that liquidity is being handed out every week. Uh, and anybody who provides liquidity can extract that liquidity at any any given time because it's theirs. Mm -hmm. It's it's pretty cool. It's like a way for you to to help out projects very very easily. Uh, without necessarily knowing anything about crypto, but having that token on crypto and the settlement layer on, on EOS. I, I, I think it's safe. Like, it's no surprise. It's like still pretty early. Like you, it has limited functionality right now. Yeah, but yeah for sure. 
uh, when I was in Israel uh, for the DAP hackathon back in November, I spent a lot of time with Ayal and that was the first time he like kind of told me about D-Web and like what his vision was for it. And it definitely goes a lot deeper than I think like what you're seeing on like the EOS Nation D-Web portal or even on the D-Web site, but it's literally it, like 48 hours old or 72 hours old. So yeah. Get it, it some it, time. But it, it's going to be really cool. And with, with these community tokens, you could basically give them different types of utility and like third-party developers could build on top of the D-Web and add like more ways to give a token utility. So you think like, I, I think one of the first features that they'll have is just like what they had with Create Rica, where it's like kind of like Patreon, where you could have like a, think of a blog where certain posts are hidden. And the only way you could see them is if you have X number of tokens, like whatever your token may be. And they make it super simple to create a token and have it have liquidity. Um, but yeah, so check that out. It's uh, dweb, deweb.eosnation.io. Uh, or the D-Web site. Let's see what that is here. Uh, D-Web, D-E-Web.io. Uh, let's, let's continue on. Everyone wants to hear about the block one. We have one more topic before block one. Anything going on with the WPS? A uh, little quick update. So we, uh, we talked about this uh, last week briefly, but if you've been following, um, the, the smart contract for the WPS has been going through a full professional security audit. Uh, that is, is essentially complete. We made some modifications, we made some optimizations. We also took the time to add some features that were requested by the community within the channels, uh, like the comment section, uh, a couple of other things. And uh, yeah, that's kind of high level update of where the WPS is at. But the big thing is B1 voting and kind of the announcement that B1 did with the, the foundation as well as them voting in May. There's a few things to unpack, a few really big things that- A few things, there's, there's a lot of things to unpack, I think, in that statement. So first thing, very high level, block one, public blockchain engagement expands, plans to begin EOS voting in May, 2020. This is the first time, so they've talked about voting before. We've, gave them, we've given them hell for it before, like kind of for bringing it up. They brought it up what the first time in 2018, they talked about voting, they talked about governance back then, and then they talked about it, I think, again, this past fall. But now they're finally uh, hitting the rubber to the road and they're finally giving us a date. And mm. it's no coincidence, I don't think, that they, they formally announced EOS New York joining Block One, and then all of a sudden within, like, what, two weeks? There's oh, already- than, Like, within less than a week, like the public, public engagement, uh, public blockchain engagement division <laughs> has already been, uh, communicating with the community. And then like, this is, this is a huge announcement. This is, this is big. So I guess that's the first part is that they gave this a name. I don't think whenever they announced the EOS New York hires that they had the name or that they announced the name public blockchain engagement division. So it's a new division within block one that I don't think was public before. And you said, uh, it's what Kevin Rose, Rick, and Maybe some of the other people. I don't. Yeah, there's two more people that I know. Uh, there's Work and uh, Buddy. Or no, sorry, Work and Deck. Uh, buddy is Deck. Uh, I don't know if there's anybody else, and I apologize if I'm missing anybody else. But yeah, you've got the 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 old EOS New York crew that is uh, that has joined Block One, and we all know that EOS New York was like a champion and and you know a huge community leader in terms of communication, and we're really seeing that shine within a very, very short period of time already at block one. You think about who the best communicators were around like the first year to two years of the mainnet and like Rob and like 
Cypherglass were really good at video. Like we did everything EOS together and then his Cypherglass videos he did, like he was great at that. But as far as written content, nobody did better like written updates than the EOS New York team. They had a great newsletter, a weekly newsletter of all of the EOS updates. Uh, their blog was always active. So we, we know that they have the skill set there to communicate uh, effectively. So that's what we're already seeing here. So let's digest this uh, a little bit. So yeah, let's read the highlighted yellows. Uh, so basically they're just saying that EOS is more mature now than it's ever been doing hundred million operations a day. Uh, they're talking about uh, voter rewards and non-dilutive inflation. Uh, blah, I, I'm, I didn't highlight this stuff, but hold on. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking my... about the stuff I didn't highlight. I'm going off script. All right, all right, all right. So first of all, that they announced that they plan to vote uh, and they're going to rotate their votes. Save me here, Eve. I got I got to collect some thoughts here. Just- all right, all right. So they they're saying that in the initial coming weeks they will be planning on using their votes and their vote stakes. So we're talking about that ninety six million tokens that that is that is uh, under their uh, purview. Uh, they're going to be using that stake to highlight and vote for a lot of the block producers that essentially have been there from the very beginning and been contributing in many different ways in the ecosystem. Uh, and so they're going to be doing this. And I believe they specifically sell, say as well that because they talk about voter rebates, but they specifically say that in the beginning, there's no plan in participating in, in voter rebates, or I think they use the, the term voter schemes. Um, so, so, uh, and they invite the block readers to then send in their contributions to block one so that block one can highlight those contributions uh, publicly and essentially in a way say thank you to the people that have been building on, on EOS over the last uh, two years. So that is very, very cool. Obviously, 96 million tokens is the largest um, single uh, toker, to- token holder that, that would be participating in, in mainnet uh, voting. It, uh, it, always, it obviously will, will shift rankings. It will obviously impact dilution. It will obviously impact vote, vote pay. Um, and so it's, it's really interesting. Not only do they say they're going to do it, but like you said earlier, this is the first time that they actually commit in a way to a date. They talk about May 2020, and that's just around the corner, right? So worst case scenario, they vote on May 31st. Uh, we're still talking about less than two months away. Uh, so they, they basically, I don't think it's a surprise just because if you follow Bloomer on Twitter, like they've acknowledged like the voter rewards, like this is the way of the EOS main. And I think in a way, the way of everything outside of EOS as well. Do you just think EOS, EOS just came up with the, the, a different way of calling it, but everything outside of EOS, it, this is ingrained in the system. There's nothing special. It's a way to reduce inflation until align uh, token holders and incentives on the, on the network, the network operators, the token holders, the stakeholders, uh, and essentially it just makes it, uh, the uh, blockchain itself more performant at a lower cost, much, much, much lower cost. I don't, I don't have the tweet in front of me, but Colin talks crypto. He said something publicly about it uh, and brought up exchanges. And mm-hmm. so there's this misconception that exchanges like just vote for every, like they, they just kind of do their own thing. And um, like that there's all these little tiny token holders that they're using their tokens for. Like, please just retell that story about the whales. I want to hear about the whales, Eve. I don't, I don't know the whales. So, <laughs> I want so to hear the, way the story. That, the way that I say it it's is- It's like a bedtime story that I ask you to retell it's me. It's a bedtime night. story, Zach. So there's this narrative that's pushed that, that there's like on the exchanges, there's these millions of poor souls, like these tiny, tiny krill. And there's these millions of people and they're being 
held against their whim and like, oh, life is so difficult for them. Oh my God, like martyr, martyr, martyr. And yeah, sure, there are some people with very low amounts of EOS on exchanges, fair enough. But the vast majority of the tokens, just like everywhere else outside of exchanges as well, is concentrated in very few individuals. We know this, this is like, so we're talking about people that are OGs in the crypto space. We're talking about people that invest in Bitcoin early on that made massive fortunes in EOS, in Ethereum and are hedging and, and essentially hedge their bets buy into EOS because they bought into the vision because they agreed that, that it's an amazing product. And so you've got very few individuals, like hand-selected few, like you can name them, you can count them on your hands of individuals that, that carry a vast disproportionate amount of EOS. And so those people are reachable. Like those exchanges, are, you know, know who those people are. Just like within our mining pool, there's a couple of people on there that, that make up the largest uh, portion of our mining pool I know them. They reach out to us. I know who they are. And so when they're not happy with the decision that we make or when they're questioning decisions that we make or when they would like us to make certain decisions, they reach out. We have communication with them. There's nothing different with the exchanges. These are just large token holders. Uh, the majority of them are large token holders. They're known token holders. They use the exchanges because the exchanges provide a service. They provide security. They provide insurance. They provide an ease uh, and, as well. They provide liquidity. Like, and, there's a bunch of reasons why you would want to use an exchange. And two of them that we're going to get into once mm. we get through the block one voting are offering like major staking rewards, which yeah. incentivize people. All, all those little krill, if they exist on the, they exist. It's giving them sure incentive to hold their tokens. We'll, we'll get into that in a bit. So mm -hmm. they acknowledged voting rewards. So block one well, said- what wait. block one said, and this is the interesting part, right? So block one said, there's no, and I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but there's no real difference between an exchange and a proxy or, or, or a mining pool or, or EOS nation. What we need to ensure is that the token holders on the exchanges or that the exchanges make it very much uh, proactive and open and transparent that the tokens on the exchanges uh, belong to the exchange at that point. That's how this, the, 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 the keys work. And that those tokens will be used however the exchanges believe is best uh, in, in order to grow the network. Mm -hmm. And so as long as that, that proactive statement is there, I guess the, the consented informed proxy, there's no difference between that, our proxy, your proxy, any other proxy. Mm -hmm. Just because their exchanges doesn't make them different. They are, however, because their exchanges, obviously they have a, they have a, if, if they're still alive, they're, they, they have the, the, the presence that other uh, and, and companies or, or organizations don't have. So they have a larger stake, they have more people there, but that's not necessarily back. They're usually the first point of entry for anybody coming into, in, into the ecosystem. They're also usually the first point of entry when government regulation uh, or any kind of legislation has any question or want to go towards <clears throat> Uh, facilitating any kind of future endeavors within the crypto space. The exchanges are there. So Brendan is, is saying publicly, and he said this before, that voter rebates are, are part of the system. They're good. The exchanges are part of the system. They're good. They, eat, they, they fulfill roles. As long as everybody's aware of what they're doing, then there's nothing bad with that. So let's get to the, I'll read the highlighted text because you said read the highlighting text. Highlight text. Well, you, you're, you're text. You highlight <laughs> I know. I, I know. I did all the notes. <laughs> <laughs> we, we anticipate staking rewards may become a core component of our approach with the rewards mm. allocated toward research, formation and funding of EOS-centric initiatives. And then they follow that up with the EOS Foundation, 
So what they're mm. going to do is, as a token holder with 100 million votes, well, I skipped the part that says they're not going to participate in the reward proxies at first. So starting in May, they're just going to vote for nothing in return. But they're, they're stating it now that in the future, they do plan to accept voter rewards, which means like the block producers who are getting these votes from them are somehow going to be sharing in the block rewards with block one. Now, what are they going to do with those block rewards is they're going to self-fund different initiatives. And the one that they brought up here is the EOS Foundation, mm -hmm. which is something that different iterations of it, the EOS DAO, EOS Foundation, like whatever we called it in the past, like this is a different iteration. It's probably its own thing, even though it has the same name. But this is the first- there's only so many names that you can <laughs> This is the first- public statement from block one where they said mm. that they are going to take part in some sort of foundation and foundations are great almost every other major capped uh crypto has a foundation behind it tezos being one of them ethereum foundation being a huge one and what they usually provide is communication transparency marketing which is like mm. the three things that everyone's been craving and the EOS Foundation is going to be funded through voter rewards, which I think is going to be really cool because it's like self-funding. Block One's not even funding the EOS Foundation. It's self-funded through the EOS ecosystem. To clarify, it doesn't say that the foundation will only be funded by voter rewards. It says that the voter rewards would be would help essentially fund. So we don't know what the budget of the foundation would be. We don't know if it's going to be 100% funded by voter rewards or if there's going to be external funding from block and when I mean external I mean internal to block one or even external somewhere else but we do know that the voter rewards would at least go in part to uh to fund the foundation which I think is really cool and then uh, you just got two bucks I did I'm rich oh it's Canadian two bucks it's like uh it's like that's like cents. a dollar that's less than a dollar man it's like what no it's like a dollar 40 right now I think so that that means yeah it's not very much not very much. <laughs> so what do you expect to see out of a an EOS foundation? Like, do you think block one is going to have the strings or do you think it's going to be completely independent? Do you think it's going to have community members involved with it? Or is it too early I to tell? I do not know. What I do know is that it says the public blockchain engagement division is actively researching and developing a model for a potential EOS foundation in conjunction with other organizations and ecosystem participants to support the advancement of the EOS public blockchain. So from that, I can uh, I read that the foundation is perhaps not fully defined yet and that they will work with whoever in order to fully define what that might be like. Mm. I, um, I did the math and you can tell everyone why my math's wrong, but if you have, it, so block one with, so we all like know like the voter awards. I don't know what uh, EOS Nation's proxy is right now. Wow. You got a $10 US. That's like a million dollars Canadian. Holy crap. Uh, thank you, Macro Crypto. Holy yeah, smokes. <laughs> uh, awesome. Wow. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, well, so with the voter proxy. So I think some of the top ones are paying like 2.9%, but it, it varies like a lot of them are around 2%. So if block one had a hundred million votes and if they were able to get that same APR, which we'll probably get into why they couldn't 1% APR on a hundred million tokens is uh, like two and a half million dollars <laughs> at today's price. 
So that would be enough to fund the EOS Foundation. Now tell everyone why that isn't going to be the case. <laughs> so let's see, there's a couple of things to know there. So the, the, how can I explain this? You can give whatever APR you want, but you have to limit how many people are getting that APR. So if you, if, if for example, I create a, a pool tomorrow, Zach, and I'm like, Zach, I'm going to give you 5,000% APR. It's possible. But all you can put in my pool is one EOS and then I cap it to one EOS. And essentially at the end of the year, I will have sent you for 5,000, it'd be like, well, like 500 EOS or something like that. Um, so it is possible. But then if we look at a hundred million EOS that block one has, we're not really going to be calculating in a percent APR for a couple of reasons. One is nobody's paying or block one isn't paying people. They're paying themselves. They're taking the rewards and then they're funding themselves, right? So it's not an APR that they're offering outwards. But mm -hmm. also, if you wanted to calculate an APR on 100 million EOS, uh, because it's so large, uh, you'd, you'd be having like a tiny, tiny, tiny APR. Otherwise, so you've got two ways to do it. One is, here's 100 million EOS Eve. I'm putting it in your pool. And then Eve says, great, I've got 500 <laughs> EOS daily to allocate to my pool. Well, now I'm giving you 500 EOS for your 100 million votes. So I'm giving you like 0. 0.000 whatever percent, or it's the, all right, here's, uh, here's 100 million EOS and I don't care about the APR uh, or, or sorry, the other way is if you now need to figure out, let's say to give the 2% APR, you need to figure out where to go get 20,000 EOS daily. And that's essentially what I think will happen is they'll figure out where to go get that EOS daily. It's gonna come through VPay. Um, yeah, anyways. Got a baby crying in the background. Yeah, I know, that's why I'm like stopping and then muting myself. <laughs> uh, okay, so let, let's just move on. So we, we, we kind of got ahead of ourselves talking about exchanges. Oh, uh, there's, you, you got a Swiss franc, you got $2 Swiss franc. And last time I checked, a Swiss franc was relatively the same price as the US dollars. You got another $2 US, oh my give God. or take. This might pay for my Zoom subscription. Just to do these Zooms, it cost me like 50 bucks a month just for the, the webinar, like live chat thing. Anyway. Uh, let's let's move on to Binance. So Binance announced uh, that they plan to offer staking rewards uh, probably a couple weeks ago. Already live, yeah. But now they put out a tweet today, I think it was this morning, where mm. I'll pull it up on the screen, where they announced the actual APR percentages. And I, I did a retweet of it earlier, but for anyone that didn't see it. So Binance put out the tweet today. Binance adds EOS to customized locked savings. Seven-day lockup. You get 6% APR on your EOS, 30-day term, 8% APR on your EOS. I uh, you can see it here. Uh, I think I have, so this is like their screen here where they have all the other uh, different coins you get APR on. How are they offering 15% on BUSD? That's crazy. Or, they own that, was, that was like a promo. Uh, okay, so everyone was hating on oh, not everyone a couple people hated on this saying like i'll continue uh voting through like eos nation proxy and and just the the way the right way to vote like everyone thinks that you're going to convince people to change behaviors but the fact of the matter is that there's 40 million tokens already sitting on binance right now and they're not getting paid a, a lick of incentive so I, I think what's happening here is now they have 40 million tokens on, on binance and what were you saying earlier before we went on about uh, how they can kind of cap how many people are voting so that they can maintain? Yeah, well, so they've APR. got a BP that's running, right? And so they're able to then, they get rewards from the ecosystem and then they're essentially able to give those rewards out. And then how do you set up your 8% APR? Well, you just calculate. I've got, let's say, access to 500 EOS per day. 
if I want to give that full 500 to EOS and I wanted to offer 8% APR, how many people could stake in my pool? It's a super simple calculation. You make the calculation and say, all right, you can offer it to the first million EOS. Uh, and for so for 14 days, lock in up to a million EOS, uh, but then they lock it per person. I think for this one, they say 100,000 EOS maximum per person. Mm -hmm. I'm not too sure on that, so maybe correct me. But then they just figure out how much they can provide and then they offer the, the APR in... in um, that, that matches the, the numbers that they have access to. I think that was the biggest question I got on Twitter was everyone was like, if- What, you just like, got another 20, 20 Swiss francs? Now you're like, oh my God. I'm rich, man. This is, yeah. This is insane. Oh, yeah. I thought, more I thought, of these shows. I thought we were in an economic downturn here. Woo. Yeah, the hell, woo. Uh, the, the biggest question I got about this is how do they offer 8% when nobody else is even able to offer like more than 3% just from voter awards alone? I can offer you 20%, Zach. I can offer you a thousand percent. I just limit how much you can put in my pool. So, so if I've got a hundred EOS per day to give out, I just say, great, the first 10,000 EOS, they'll get, I don't know, 50%. It's possible. But then everybody else, sorry, but you're not getting anything. So they just limit the amount that is available to participate in the pool. Mm -hmm. And so, then the other model is then to have a flexible APR so that you don't limit but then the more people are in your pool, the smaller the rewards, the less people in your pool, the higher the rewards. So it's a variable. I, I, I think uh, from what I remember, the way you're explaining it earlier was if they have 40 million tokens, so not all of them are going to be staked because they have to keep some liquid. Uh, but most likely there's going to be a lot more tokens staked in voting and earning like the the, the uh, voter so rewards. The 40 million tokens are actually there. They are the cold wallet, so they can do whatever they want with them. Obviously, well, you have to risk manage, but yeah, they've got a hot wallet that's different. But we're just expecting a lot less than 40 million users on Binance are actually going to be staking for these seven day and 30 day lockups. So yeah, therefore, sure. there's extra APR to go around. And they've been offering this with USDT, with, with BUSD, with Bitcoin, with all the other coins that they've been offering this for a very long time. I, I think just, it's 14 days. I think they have seven days, 14 days and, and 30 days. Uh, different terms and essentially you lock it in. So it's also giving them assurance that during that period of time, those tokens aren't moving. Mm -hmm. Let's just, uh, let, let me plug Bitfinex real quick. Cause I, I want to just keep talking about these exchanges, but I, I don't want to kind of get out of it. So Bitfinex also uh, just launched their uh, voter rewards dashboard. Uh, it's not gonna... not found different link. Oh no, I have a double link. But yeah, right, Bitfinex also offered the same. And if you look at, uh, tweets from Brendan Bloomer who was saying, you know, as long as the, the exchanges are upfront transparent about it, well, again, now you've got Bitfinex saying, hey, look, we're also going to offer staking rewards. So Bitfinex is off. They're just giving a range of zero to 3%. So this is, theirs is more in line with what most voters are used to from the, just the, like the reward proxies. But I, I think the biggest reason I'm super bullish about these uh, staking rewards on the large major exchanges is because as soon as Coinbase added baking for their users for Tezos, all of a sudden, all of these people started like being interested in Tezos because it was so simple to understand. Like people that aren't building on Tezos, all they know is if I own this token, my account starts getting inflated with 5% APR and like it, it's just free money basically. Uh, and I, I think that's a, a strong tool because people are already keeping their money on exchanges. Like it, it's been like that for a very long time. I like, you're not supposed to, not your keys, not your wallet, but a lot of people do. And 
don't you want those token holders to have incentive to continue holding their token? And that's what this provides them. And on Binance, it's 6% APR for just seven day lockups at a time. So you still have decent liquidity. I mean, you have a seven day delay on your liquidity, but that you don't have to have it all locked up at, at any given time. And I, I think it's a great service to offer. And the fact that they're uh, promoting it. So like a month or two ago, like they're fudding EOS essentially. I, what were they fudding it about? I forget. I don't think they were fudding EOS. They wrote a, a research <laughs> piece about EOS and it had some information in there that I think was lacking outdated. context and it was yeah. outdated. Um, and, uh, but, but to their credit though, they did reach out afterwards and we did get some of that information out and, and corrected and fixed. They then made a second piece, uh, because Binance also has kind of the section of, um, uh, Binance research or research labs where you can click on a token and it tells you kind of the background and some information general, a very high level information about it. Mm -hmm. They published that last week, uh, on, on EOS and uh or about eos and then quickly the same day people reached out and hey look you got this wrong or you, and they you know they've been open to making those changes making those corrections and they have just people are spending 24 7 uh, 365 in eos of course they will know more than somebody who's you know maybe not spending as much time and average I, I, I don't joe think crypto we should be shitting on people because they make mistakes we should be helping them out Average Joe Crypto doesn't really care to set up an EOS wallet or an EOS account. He just wants to hodl and make money off his tokens. Uh, so I, I did a podcast earlier this week with uh, Alex from EOSDT, and I, I got into like how I, I love like the yield earning opportunities. I used an example of like generating EOSDT against my EOS, and then taking that EOSDT, I could swap it for like uh, coin, like a, uh, do a hop to get to Coinbase dollar USDC. And then there's like ways to get 6% APR on those stable coins with like flexible withdrawals. What's your favorite yield opportunities in all of blockchain? Like it, it, it hope may, might be on EOS, but maybe not. As far as like DeFi and earning yield, what's your favorite? My personal right one, I yeah. actually don't do any of them. None. Because I personally, I prefer personally prefer having the liquidity. I'm okay with not having the APR and, and having the, the, the tokens under my control. But that is my personal preference. Mm -hmm. I think going back to what we've been saying, one of the things that I, I'm so bullish about is just more opportunities, more yeah. different options for the token holder at the end. And this is one of the things that people are like, yeah, but we're moving towards the systems that we had, you know, that we currently have in the old world. No, it's actually very different because now you have the possibility. You don't need to go through an intermediary or third party. You can choose what is best for you at any given moment any point in time and that's why i'm so bullish all these extra exchanges all these extra you know mining pools and and the hybrids like us where maybe it's not as high of an ipr but you know that we're putting sweat equity in it's mm. just more options and, and so like for me personally i just keep my tokens liquid or I, well, in my case i keep them on a cold cold storage uh, so they're not necessarily as liquid but that's my personal preference no celsius no compound no, no fun zero none none of that and i know all of those because there's a lot of people that reach out to me all the time like you can get you know curve i think block five is another one you get eight percent here so like yeah but that's for me it's not for me this is my uh, but i but i appreciate though and we work with people and we we offer those solutions as well um more solutions the merrier it's just a, it's free market and that's the, the whole beauty of it is just you can choose whatever is best for you and the ecosystem is providing the the multitude or the, the spectrum of choices 
Man, that was not the answer I wanted from you. I, I wanted you to tell the Sorry. secrets. I, I wanted to put the you on the secrets. spot. I wanted everyone to get the secrets out of you. I wanted to put you on the spot the so you secrets. could share with the, what do we got? What do we got in the well, last That is the here? secret, actually. You, you 55 got the people out. watching. Hell yeah. You, you got the secret out. The secret out is I'm okay with no APR. I, I'm good with that. It's fine with me. Mm-hmm. Rand Zalsman just said, you don't lock your token on exchange. You miss your trade. See, so, he's, he's more in my line of thinking as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, having some tokens on an exchange and liquid, I mean, there's no other way to make a quick entry or exit without that. Any like there's no decks with the liquidity to 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 move large sums of money. Not either. yet. Not yet. Mm. Which which one's gonna be the biggest one at the end of 2020? It Most depends liquidity on which on any platform. Decks. It depends which platform, but there's yeah. Anyways, let's move on <laughs> to the next <laughs> the next topic. Uh Hernan. Oh so, yeah. Hernan Arbor, uh, this is pretty cool news. Uh, for those of you who don't know Hernan, uh, he was the founder of the Yoss Israel. Um, I'm not sure about this one, but founder of YOLO. I think he's founder of YOLO. Um, oh, my face just disappeared. What happened? I've got no you? more face. Where oh, my God. You, go? you just got to keep going. <laughs> uh, founder of YOLO, also CTO of Platin, and now director of mobile engineering at Voice. Yeah, would you, that was a surprise. I, I've met, uh, I met him twice. I met him in Israel and I met him, I think he, he was at B1 June too. So I, I definitely met him in person twice. Uh, one of the nicest guys in the world. I think we both said that. Like, just, yeah, 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 I met him in Rio and and we actually, we took a bus up uh, to uh, the Christ, the Redemptor, Christ Redemptor. And uh, we we're jamming in the bus, whatever, but we got to spend a lot of time together over the, the couple of days in Rio. And he's gotta be one of the nicest, most down to earth, super chill, uh, just really, really beautiful human being, uh, just super nice guy. So I'm, I'm really happy for him that this is a great opportunity. And I think it's, it's a really good hire for, for Block One. So they, they're bringing on community people, like they brought on EOS New York, they brought on, uh, mentioned some other ones, uh, Mark Woods, I, I mentioned him, he was hired back in, I don't know, October, November. Uh, and not now another, uh, community leader and i wanted to point this out i hope i'm not putting him on the spot here but i <laughs> i'm gonna do it anyway uh i looked at his profile so you can see on his twitter profile he updated it because he's now the director of engineering at voice director of he's, mobile engineering mobile engineering yeah you're right he's not greg lee and he's not a vp of engineering <laughs> uh okay so founder of eos israel it doesn't say former founder but are you ever really a former founder like if you walked away from or I guess if you still own stake, you're still a founder. Is that how you kind of? Yeah, well, I, I would think that, and I guess the point that you're getting at is it's not really if you're a founder or a former founder, it's the fact that it's still there. Yes. And he that did he not remove like, that portion of it, regardless. It of these... might be gone tomorrow. It might be gone tomorrow. It <laughs> might have been a mistake. Sorry, Hernan. I, but I, I, I want to spin this into a good thing and say that voice is not block one. And that's nope. something that we talked about uh, last time we did last a live week. stream together was that they just said, here's $150 million. It, it's equivalent of like a, 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 like a VC funding another independent company. And they were told like, here's your budget. So voice has its own like HR. I, like they might be sharing resources with Blockbook right now because it's really early, uh, but they're their own company and they might not have the same restrictions of if you want to work for us or with us, you don't have to work for them, but they're not forcing 
I don't know. I, I, at least just what I'm seeing here, they didn't like force his hand to say scrub all mentions of block producers, this and that. And Until thought, Zach brought it up on a show of everything Yas, and now we're asking <laughs> you to do it, and it's Zach's fault. I'm so sorry, but I, I, I think it's a good thing, and I hope that it was done on purpose and that they're just hoping for someone like me to point it out to everyone. Oh, no. Uh, Carrie, let's move on next because I'm, I'm looking. We've got like seven, eight different things to talk about still. We did so, the same thing in the preparation for the show. Oh, man. Uh, we still have a lot to talk about. What, what's the next thing, actually? So talking about hires, some other interesting B1 jobs posted recently. And what do you think of that? So I don't know if you want to share it on screen. I do. But I essentially, do. you've got trading systems, financial services, uh, financial services, financial services. So all about crypto block trading, crypto block trading. Uh, what do you think that could be? Zach. yeah so what are they hiring for yeah i was i was putting all the notes together for the show and i checked what are, what are they hiring for now because like you could always find little nuggets here like mm. long time in advance and these were just posted seven days ago i probably haven't been on this site in a while uh but head of crypto don't lie you you look at that site every night before going to bed <laughs> <laughs> uh developer trading systems financial services so that's a developer for what i would assume is their decks or bitch like bit shares 2.0 whatever you want to call it i would say that this is a developer for decks uh but the trader themselves that one unless like it let me pull up the the hell where's the description Someone must be watching this live stream. They're like, he's oh no, he's, he's about to pull up. His, <laughs> he's about to pull up the job description, but it's a trader for crypto. So like, I don't know how I could tie that one to a DEX because like, why would he be trading on a DEX that's not completely built yet? How do you build a DEX without having somebody who knows what a DEX is and how to use a DEX or how to, how to, how to trade? Like, mm. Well, this guy, this guy's job says, for, not this guy, this girl, this potential person, this person that they want is they want them to head up the crypto trading team. Yeah. Which has or, the responsibility. Or maybe, or maybe they're talking about like, they've got crypto holdings. What if they will start leveraging some of their crypto tokens That's in order exact- to be able to make money and the proceeds will go to fund everything else. What? <laughs> okay. They could, they could. <laughs> what? They- <laughs> See that's that a, one coming. That's a great idea. They so they're can hiring in. three new hires so that they can fund you in the future. You just got another 30. Oh my God. Okay, we got to give a it's, huge it's, shout it's, out to Nova Crypto. It, it's raining it's Swiss francs. Let's get them on the screen. Swiss francs so far. Let's get them on the screen. So we got 30 Swiss francs, 26 francs, two six francs, 10 US dollars, two, two cents US dollars and Canadian, $2 Canadian. It's actually more than a dollar. So those 52 Swiss francs are worth almost $54 US. Wow. Man, these block, one, these block one traders in the US Foundation need to start watching everything is and tip me under anonymous <laughs> accounts or buy my EVS tokens on DWeb. Nice. Nice. All right. Uh, all right, so let's point, move on to the next. The no, 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 let's move on. Let's is, move on. Let's let's leave the people to figure out what they want from that because we still have a lot of a lot of topics to touch. All right, we'll skip the voice. So I, I noticed on the LinkedIn, whenever I looked at Hernan, uh, his announcement that they have like seven or eight employees at voice now. So it, it's not just Salah and Hernan. They've, they've got like a talent. They've got like recruiters. It looks like they're starting to build out their HR team. All right, next topic. People need to stop bitching or making excuses about expensive CPU on yeah, the main net. Yeah, because I 
my Rex ran up yesterday. I had to, I had to renew my Rex rental every 30 days. I renewed my th thing. I rent like 0 0.05 or whatever EOS I spend. And this time I looked at it, I was on blocks and it said one EOS gets you 6,500 EOS rented in Rex. That is insane. What was the uh, ratio before IDOS? Uh, so actually I thought that the peak was around one to 2,400, but Saeed corrected me and he said it, it actually went up to 4,000 at some point, I think is the number that, that he had quoted. Uh, regardless, I think that the, the story here is that CPU is, is incredibly cheap and that there's no excuse. If the reason why you're saying that you're not providing CPU or that your, user aren't, your users aren't able to transact on EOS is because of the cost of CPU, it's bullshit. Like I'll act, it's complete garbage, it's complete bullshit. Um, and I'll even one up that and say that there are now solutions out there and I'll give a big uh, shout out to Chintai and Charm where if you're not sure how much you need, uh, there's this automated resource management system called Charm that will like just give us a certain amount of EOS. So instead of you, for example, you mentioned, you know, I put 0.1 EOS um, in, in Rex and I get, you know, in this case, you'd be getting 60, 650 EOS. Well, you might not be using up to 650 EOS worth of CPU per day. And so you're kind of in a way wasting, like you could have, you could have put in less than 0.1 EOS at any given time. Well, Charm takes care of that for you. It actually monitors your usage and ensures that you always have the amount that you need without having more than what you need so that your cost would be even lower. So you have, nobody has any excuses. If, if, the, ex, if the sole excuse is the CPU is too expensive, it is complete and utter bullshit and garbage. Uh, us through our mining pool, we do something silly like 30,000 uh, transactions per day. Uh, in, Maybe that's not the right amount anymore, but let's say a, a high level of transactions per day. And it's costing us peanuts at the end of the month. Like, this is a joke. This is, nobody's getting priced out because it's too expensive. This is garbage. For the price of a cheeseburger, you could basically run that. with that. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. So, and, and again, like if, if then your limitation is, well, actually I have a million users and now it's becoming pro prohibitive. Well, if, if you have a million users, that are actually transaction, you should be able to find a business case on how to yes. pay for that. So it's just like your CPU cost should just be a part of your, your operating expenses. What I'd like it to be though at some point is that we kind of move from power users knew what CPU was to now applications know what CPU is. Mm -hmm. I would like to move forward to the application developers don't even know what CPU is because somebody's taking care of that for them as well. And we've got teams like, like Chintai working on solutions like that, where at some point it's, it's not just one level abstracted, it's like two or three levels abstracted. Yes, but the point, I wanna, the point we're making here is that if you ever see anyone like on Twitter, Telegram, call them say, out. Call them out. Call because them out anyone that still says it's expensive, that just means that they haven't looked. I mean, I, I didn't Or look for it's a pushing month. the narrative that they wanna push. Yeah. So they I mean, know, because I know some people know, but they just say, yeah, but, yeah, but there was that one time at Bandcamp. So think about this, uh, from EOS 1.0 to EOS IO 2.0, if you remember the, the Dan Larimer uh, presentation at B1 June, it said there's been a 12X increase in CPU. From the original, from the original. So to put it in context, from the, the deployed at launch version of EOS IO. Yes, so we get 12X more CPU than at launch and the token price has gone down by like what, like 80% wow. at actually, least? 
to add to that, it's not that we have 12x, is that each transaction, certain types of transactions, cost 12 times less. Okay. So it's just more optimized. On top of that, over time, the block producers have added more CPU, better infrastructure, better hardware, better way of communicating the architecture as well. So we're looking at like, and this is the number I think you want to put up, is what is the actual, the, the multiplier of how cheap it is compared to what it was before? I did my back of the napkin math was 60 times cheaper. And that was based on like a 12 X uh, from day, day one of launch. And then like uh, an 80% at least price reduction. <laughs> so it's 60 times cheaper per millisecond of CPU potentially my math's probably off, but it's, it's cheap. Let, it's a huge multiplier cheaper. Essentially we're getting CPU inflated CPU into again. oblivion, man. EOS is like the fed just printing CPU for every opposite. Exactly. Cheap. Reverse inflation. Uh, all right. All right. So let, let's thing. shout out, let's shout out some dApps, man. There, there's, there's a lot of builders out there. Let's, let's give them a little bit of attention so that they can get like the beta testers that they need or uh, yes. the attention that they need. So let, let's, yes. let's call it the first one who is a block producer. I am, they're in the top 21, but I'm not super familiar with them. But uh, you said you you know the guy. He spoke yeah. great. He's seemed. You said he's from California. Yeah, yeah. EOS so it's Carter from EOS Rapid, uh, uh, American guy. Uh, moved out to Hong Kong. Has been based out of Hong Kong now for I don't know how long. He's got a dev team over there, and they've been building on some stuff. They were actually in Rio for the EOS Community Conference. Uh, they came out. Big shout out to Carter. Uh, they were working on some projects there that they that they displayed and that that they. they showcased um but this latest one is a zoom alternative called kchat i don't know too much about it it just nope, came out yesterday <laughs> uh click on the links very cool uh so i know that some people within our team tried it out uh it's still very much in the the very beginnings yeah uh, but it is functional it is encrypted you don't even you can't even see on chain that that, that transaction has occurred uh and um it's yeah super... it's, it's, a, it's a live chat function as well as a video function and they're working on multi-user conferencing as well because that's that's a huge that that was so whenever i first saw it i was like this isn't like sense did something like i don't know if it was all on it on, on the blockchain or not but they had like a one-to-one -one video chat feature whenever they launched uh so i wasn't sure of like what the differentiating factors were but then i realized that they're gonna have conferencing calls i think up to five or six people is i think what someone said uh, so this is cool. And I, I just wanted to point it out because it's a, it's a block producer in the top 21 that's, that's producing like develop that they're developing things. You could see them and you could touch them and use them. So a, a lot of times, if you don't like see something tangible from these block producers, especially if they don't even speak your language, for example, uh, some people think they're not doing anything. I just wanted to point out this team because they're clearly building something, even if it is early. And uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna paraphrase here. They plan on supporting five-person video calls in the next version because apparently from user interviews, that's about 75. Uh, it's, it's about the 75th percentile of meeting size is up to five people. I also had sent you something talking about uh, they're gonna open source, I think, the SDK so that other people can build on. Hold on, I'm just putting it up in the pulling it up in the background. Where did I see that? <laughs> Sorry, you can fill the void right now. Uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, dude, I'll, I'll fill it in. Let, let's. Uh, so we only got like one or two more topics, guys. So if you want to hit up the live chat with anything you want us to hit on uh, before we sign off, we're, we're just talking about projects for, for the next couple right, minutes. I've got it. So eventually release an easy to use SDK for establishing EOS authenticated real-time data channels so more people can make cool P2P apps. 
that's nice. the kind of thing that that is being released through this and uh that's going to be leveraged or or available because of this all right next Another, one th this one actually has a cool story behind it because we, we at, in the intro i talked about how you guys weren't even voting for yourself with your own proxy and the team we're about to pull up on the screen is who actually got your votes that you unvoted yourself for with the us nation proxy and they're kind of a, a competitor in some ways with, with running a, a like a liquidity pool, basically. You want to kind of give the TLDR on Apples Evo Apples and Dex. oranges, but yeah. So Evo Dex, pretty cool concept uh, by the EOS Argentina team. Uh, so we talked about, I think it was last week on the show, EOS Nation released, uh, X Nation, we released it a while back, but X Nation gives you the possibility of creating liquidity pools and they're always paired BNT to something else. So you create whatever, you know, BNT to Sense token, BNT to DAP token, whatever it is. With EOS, uh, with EvoDex, it's essentially putting EOS to whatever other pair. And again, same concept. So go back to the show last week, uh, same concept where you can add your own liquidity that kind of feeds the DeFi and it's just, it, you know, it starts the chain of, of reaction. Uh, so big shout out to, uh, to EOS Argentina for that. So just another liquidity pool. I think the more liquidity, the more options, the better. Yep. But I'll, I'll, I'll slide over my notes here so that you can see. Joe Lewis shared this in the uh, Everything EOS chat. And it's the only reason I knew about it was just highlighting Nation. He saw this transaction today. They took yourself out of your own proxy and replaced yourself with Argentina EOS. So I think that's a really awesome thing because like I, I, I think I made a joke at the beginning of the show. You guys are like number seven now instead of number two, like you've been. But if you actually voted for yourself, you would be in the, like, the number one. voted for yourself would be number one right now. Yes. Yeah. So we do have a proxy two nation. So again, if we go back to, you know, the, the offering the choices, we consider our mining pool to be a hybrid. It is by far, it is not the highest APR, but we do obviously then participate in the ecosystem in different ways. Uh, we do provide tons of sweat equity. And so, uh, you know, every little vote that we get helps. And uh, we like to share that with, with other peoples as well. So EOS Nation never, you know, sells. We don't charge for, for the votes. Essentially, people can, you know, the, the beneficiaries of our votes get to keep 100% of the rewards. And we wanted to showcase to EOS Argentina uh, that, that we appreciated the, the work that they've been doing. And so we removed ourselves. Being in first position doesn't really change very much. Uh, and we sent the votes their way. So, yeah. Big, uh, big shout out to EOS Argentina. Was, again, we met them. I met them on a, on a couple of occasions, but met again in, in Rio. They're really good developers, uh, a really good group of, uh, of uh, men and women. So I, we went through all of the notes. I, I, I pinged the audience. I said, let us know what you want to talk about. And I have, I'll, I'll give them another like 30 seconds to a minute. But uh, is there anything else going on this week, last week? Uh, well, apparently Nova Crypto, who's given you 52 uh, Swiss francs, says he's in vodka time. Uh, <laughs> hey, man. Look, look, shout That's out something. to Nova. Hold on. Shout out to Nova That's Crypto. what I got to do. Hold on. Let me let me pull up his Twitter. He, he's he's I, I don't know the uh, exact information about his event he's doing. Let's figure this yeah, out. Yeah, actually, yeah, let's give him a big shout out. So he's hosting a, an event. It's going to be uh, online for obvious reasons. People can't gather together. I believe it is April 23rd. Uh, and he can correct me in the chat if, if I'm wrong. But yeah, big shout out. Uh, so Patrick has been an ambassador for uh, a very, very long time. And he's all about just, you know, giving his time and energy into teaching people about EOS and, and helping them. He's a developer. And so helping them develop on EOS, helping them see what is possible with EOS. Uh, and
And now he's got his NCO token on DWeb, which I think is the highest liquidity token on DWeb. Got something <laughs> like 160 bucks on there. What Bones? He he said, ask Eve about EOS Nation supporting the Vigor proxy on Genpool. Uh, about, there's a okay. I'll look into it. Uh, I did not. Uh, I have not looked into the different uh, on Genpool. I, I guess you talking know. about Vigor, the other call to action here for Vigor, uh, as I'm a custodian on the DAC, is uh, we need Delphi oracles to feed the Vig EOS price. So I think there's only like two or three BPs feeding a price through the Delphi oracle right now. So if any BPs are out there, uh, want to be incentivized with some Vig, uh, we're looking to get the platform into production soon, and we need those oracles. Right. When voice for Canada? I don't know. And I wish I knew Chuck. I really wish I knew. There's only one person here who's got access. <laughs> and I don't like him very much, but he happens to be my co-host right now. So I can't say much bad about him. <laughs> All right. Bones is happy. Everyone's happy. I still don't have the Nova Crypto. Uh, you gotta, I gotta get this for him. Damn it. Okay. So uh, right. He, uh, blah, blah, blah. Let me try to find that for you then quickly. There's, I mean, there's tons. I have I all know, of them, but I'll I try know. to find the, the latest one. I found it. Oh, no. You found it? No. No? Whatever. I, your guys just, he's in every Telegram channel. I, I'm sure you guys have seen it before. All right, let's give him, actually, I've got I've got a link here. Can I post it in our chat? Or actually, I'll post it in the YouTube chat to his uh, NCO token. So you guys can go and support. Oh, yeah, you can uh, buy his tokens. Nova Crypto, and you can support his Nova Crypto token. And the reason why I'm sharing that one is because the token will be used for you to participate uh, in the April 23rd uh, webinar that he's going to be hosting, uh, educational platform webinar. So click on that Twitter link. Go support Pat Where did where'd you, you share the link? Uh, in, the, in the YouTube chat. Really? In the live YouTube chat. Is why that, am I not I, open? I don't know. Oh, he says no. No, no, he says no, 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 no. So uh, maybe I did something I shouldn't have done. I don't uh, know what I did that I shouldn't sorry, have done. Sorry, Patrick. Uh, we'll have to deal with this one offline. I think we've got to sign off here. We're just rambling. All right, let's let's, let's let's hide. All right, <laughs> All right guys. so what, how do we end this show, Zach? Dude, you're the only one that could do it. Uh, Alex fucked it up. Or, <laughs> Alex, I'm going to get... Now Now YouTube's going to shadow ban me. Uh, so last episode, Alex couldn't do it. No, no one knows the old ending anymore because I think it's been so long now since Rob did it with me that it, it's, I guess, hit or miss. You do it right though. Okay. Let's do it. All right. So until next time, I'm Zach Gall. I'm Eve the Holes. And, and this, this is, is Everything, everything EOS. EOS. Go Smash the thumbs up, subscribe if you're not already doing it, and see you next.